Hello, gorgeous people, and welcome to another TV Central one-on-one podcast. I'm Aaron Ryan. This is episode 52, 2023. Broadcaster Network 10 said the numbers for the premiere of Hunted made it TV's biggest launch of 2022, as well as the strongest launch on 10 since The Amazing Race Australia in 2019. Featuring 10 diverse pairs of ordinary Australians who transform into real-life fugitives, and with limited funds and resources, they must think of clever and resourceful ways to survive and remain undetected whilst on the run. Out to capture the hunted are the hunters. With the reputations on their line, the hunters will employ any means possible to track the fugitives down. As a former detective superintendent and Australian Federal Police agent with decades of experience, David Craig led several high-profile investigations, including the 2005 Bali bombings investigation that tracked down Southeast Asia's most wanted terrorist. Dr. David Craig joins me now here at TV Central. David, thank you for being here. Uh, Thanks, Aaron. Thanks for the opportunity to talk about 100. All right, so Hunted was a new format in 2022, untested in this market. Um, I'm sure you had faith in the show, but were you surprised by the instant success and positive acclaim the show received by both critics and the viewers? Yeah, I was surprised. Um, I think a lot of people perhaps were thinking this was just another reality TV format. But uh, what surprised me with it is the unpredictability and how dynamic it is. And I think that captured viewers is they all have an idea about what they would do if they were on the run or how how they wouldn't make that mistake. And it's it's very involving and it's very 21st century technology. So it's it's very engaging. For the people that haven't seen the first season and are being introduced uh, for season two, can you tell me the basic premise of the show, um, I guess, outside of, of what I said in the intro? Yeah, sure. I mean, the, basically it's uh, sets of fugitives are released somewhere in Victoria for this season and last season. We, um, we as hunters, are, are a group comprising of myself as the chief. I have two deputies, uh, one from British Intelligence and one from Australian Special Forces. We have a cybercrime team. We've got a lead investigator, uh, analysts and ground hunter teams who are field experts um, uh, in the military movement and police operations in the field. Um, the fugitives are released. Uh, we have no prior warning apart from this is the vehicle that they are in now. And then the show starts. We don't know who they are. We don't know how many there are. We don't know where they're going to be released and neither do the fugitives. So when the fugitives are finally released, they then have 21 days to avoid us and we throw everything we can to locate them through any means, any legal means necessary to find them. And these people are smart. These are Aussies on the run. So they're having a red hot crack. I'm sure you don't want to promote the evasion of the police, but for the purpose of the show, what skills and qualities would make a team more successful in remaining under the radar um, and successful at winning the competition? I think mental toughness is is largely unrated, uh, underrated. I think um, because when you're when you're on the run, you do get paranoid. You get, do get um, uh, you want to fall back into your own habits, and you know if you're on the run and we're coming after you, we're going to look at your life habits. We're going to look at what you normally do. So when you're on the run, you try to change that. But under pressure, it's your default position. Comfort zone is to go back to what you know best. New fugitive um, Bayan uh, has some intelligence experience and connections in the Middle East. And his bio suggests uh, he will use decoys and fake clues. 
how do you decipher between the real and fake intelligence? What makes something more obvious that it, that it could be a, a, a decoy? Uh, look, we have to take all the information um, as, as, as being real until we disprove it. So un- unless we actually disprove something, it's, um, yeah, we take it as real. Yeah, so basically, yeah, we, we take all the information as real and then we have to look for corroborative information that might suggest that it is true. Uh, as soon as we can discount it, we get rid of it because we have so much intelligence to to go through with, you know, 20 people on the run. That's a lot of intelligence to digest. And they can they can flick us red herrings. And once we identify that that's their method, then we'll start to relax a little bit and we'll let them do that before we hone in on them. A number of the fugitives um, have links to not just to network, uh, network of friends and family, but to whole communities. Does, does that make it more difficult for the hunters where the networks are, are so vast? Yeah, it's certainly, um, it, it's a great tactic to employ, but um, something people forget is that we also have a network. We have mm-hmm. networks in the community as well. And there are some people that want to be, and I say for the purposes of hunted, we're the good guys. A lot mm-hmm. of people don't agree with that, but we we push that angle with community members and sometimes we get some very good cooperation. The only small criticism the show received um, from online messages I saw is that some people were doubting the realism of the show. I mean, this is a real hunt, but my understanding is that some of the scenes are, I guess, recreated somehow. For example, the hunters seem to get the ATM footage very quickly. Can, can you talk through any of the elements of the show that need to be tinkered being that it is a television show, and I'm guessing obviously warrants are, are not being issued and magistrates are not required for, for search warrants, et cetera. Yeah, look, that's a, that's a really good question. And, and that's what makes this show um, really good is the authenticity that they put to it. So 100%, we, we can't go around and just uh, intercept someone's mobile phone or put a listening device in without legal authority. So uh, we simply can't do that. So to obtain that, we have to obtain consent from the people, or we don't, but the people making the show have to obtain all legal consents. Um, and if we want to intercept someone's phone, we can't just say, we want to you know, intercept um, Aaron Ryan's phone. We have to say why, and we have to justify it. So if we think a fugitive is, with, um, is using someone's phone, we have to justify that person, their relationship, why we think they're using that phone, all this information, then that goes to TV command. And that is the judge, magistrate, the administrative appeals uh, tribunal. They are the people that assess the value of our information. And they'll either say, yes, you've got enough information to listen to that phone or no, you haven't. So it's not um, it's not we ask for everything and we get it. And, and there's loads of stuff we never get. Uh, ATM footage, CCTV footage that we never get, either because we haven't asked for it or we haven't actually justified it enough. So it's very real in that respect. Oh, that's very interesting. All right. Are there any rules for the fugitives? I imagine one rule is that they cannot leave the state. Look, um, to be honest, what we never know the rules of the fugitives uh, when they're released. I know that the, the grounds are only Victoria in this season and last season uh, for obvious reasons, and some people think that that's quite a small area. But if you watch UK Hunted, um, the UK Hunted is about the same size as the Victoria Hunted. So the land area is about the same, population is less. Um, they, um, there's a number of rules that the fugitives have to follow, but we don't know what they are. It wouldn't be fair to the fugitives if we were told the rules that they had to live by, So because that would allow us to predict certain things that they might do. So 
This season was different to the first season. Uh, the first season, we slowly learnt the rules that the fugitives had to abide by, and that helped us. This season, the same thing happened. The rules were all different. We weren't sure of what, what it was, and we have to figure it out through really astute analytical work. Okay, so I'm guessing then by that answer, um, you may not know then, I, I, I was going to ask, are the fugitives required to continue moving? I asked that because it would seem um, if they can slip by some surveillance and, and get to someone's house of a friend of a friend of a friend, they could just stay there for uh, 21 days and and let the owners uh, feed them and ride, ride their way to the end. So I was wondering if they actually have to keep moving. Yeah, look, I, I know there are rules and parameters around movement um a lot of this stuff is online and, and to be honest production is not a very good thing for me to talk about because i don't <laughs> i simply just don't know it aaron i i know the investigation i i'm not a tv person I, i've never been on tv before i don't know anything about it. i don't know half the titles i don't know how it works but i can run a team of elite investigators and that's what i've got um but yeah I, um if the fugitives wanted to hide in a basement somewhere with two weeks three weeks worth of food no one would find them and it would be boring TV. So obviously they do something to make them move. What that is, I'm not sure. All right. So some of the fugitives from season one use quite elaborate disguises. Um, can we expect more of that in this season? And and how much of an extra layer of difficulty does that uh, give your team? I thought we were ready for season two, Aaron. We're, um, we, we, had, uh, we had one operation under our belt. We're heading into the next one, very confident. Um, as I am with with the, the the talent pool that I've got working for me, um, I was surprised by the audacity of some of the fugitives. Um, some of the fugitives brought the fight to us. So this season is more a showdown than a chase. <laughs> All right. Let, let's talk about the Hunters. And uh, we'll certainly get to chat about yourself in a moment. But um, you have a great team. Uh, ben Owen... I think he brings two levels to the show. Um, number one, his own personal background in, in intelligence, but two, he he's also been part of the Hunters UK show since its inception in 2015. So he would have a good understanding of police tactics, but also about the show and how the fugitives operate. Do you think that brings an extra piece of, um, or an extra layer to the table for your team? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we we referred to Ben quite often, particularly in the first season before we started filming, uh, just getting his insight into what it's like, because none of us have ever, ever done this before. Um, ben was also in the uh, US series as well, the only yeah. series run over there. So he's extremely experience, experienced. Um, his intelligence work and his field work as a sniper uh, for, for the uh, British military uh, came to the fore during uh, season one and also in this coming season. So, yeah, no, he, he's a, a great guy and uh, very good at what he does. And the, the what I like about this, about the Hunters, is it's such an eclectic group of experts. I've, I've got special forces people. I've got cybercrime people. I've got an analyst that, you know, is worth her weight in gold. Um, and ground hunters that, that seem to be able to run forever. Um, and a cyber team that uh, are pretty damn scary with what they can do with IT. So I'm I'm very fortunate. I sit at the top of all that, but they're the ones that do all the hard work. They really feed me the good information. I could run through each team member, but reading uh, their bios, they all seem to bring something different to the table. Um, and you just alluded to that. Um, even though some elements overlap, I get I guess having this widest range of experience uh, with the team that would be. Um, advantageous to to capturing the fugitives, wouldn't it? Absolutely, because we can't we can't. Um, it's no point in me trying to do every make every single decision, every single prediction on on behaviour, because 
I only think a certain way. I need everyone's idea. And we bring in Carla as the forensic psychologist as well to give us a lead into a, a different mindset. So when we have a problem, I like to throw the whole room, every hunter in the field and headquarters at it to try and come up with a resolution of what are the possibilities. And then we take it from high likelihood down to low likelihood. And then we start striking them off like that. So it really is community thinking because no one person is smarter than every person. In terms of the fugitives and your experience outside the show, what are some of the rookie mistakes? I mean, I imagine going to places where there's lots of surveillance or going or going to an obvious choice like, you know, mum and dad or a partner. What, what are some of the rookie mistakes? Yeah, well, I, th I think certainly some people uh, will go back to family very quickly. And I mean, that's an, a mistake in the real world. That's many, many a, a criminal has been caught doing that or contacting them by phone or using a games console as signalling, you know, something with family. If you go near family, we will find you very quickly. I mentioned uh, in the intro about your involvement tracking down Southeast Asia's most wanted terrorist um, as part of the Bali bombings. You've also provided protection for three prime ministers, um, being in the jungle of East Timor, the deserts of Afghanistan, not the normal everyday jobs for most Australians. Um, I'm interested in what you have learned um, and reflected on in terms of humanity um, and the human race. I mean, you would have seen some sickening things is this planet doomed or, or have you also seen the, the best in people as well? Look, I, I, I'm quite positive uh, about the planet and what we're doing. I mean, the whole environmental thing, you know, I'm no environmental expert, but it seems that we are slowly waking up and everyone is starting to take action. Not quick enough, obviously, but I was never involved in the environmental thing. But as far as humanity goes, that turn is is amazing. Um, I'm, I have been to some pretty awful countries and, and seen some people in really dire circumstances, but I've been really heartened by going to those countries and seeing how many people are prepared to put their life on the line to try and give other people safety, free, you know, safe drinking water and things like that in East Timor, in Afghanistan, a whole range of different cultures and religions and, and nations weren't there to just to, to kill people. They were there to actually build a nation and to help those people. So um, it was really a positive experience as far as it can be in, in amidst the horribleness that was attacked by the Taliban and, and, and what went on there. There was a really good underlayer of humanity trying to provide education for women, trying to provide safe drinking water, trying to provide a good police force. So yeah, I think when there's a problem, when we all get together as a humanity, we do pretty damn well. Like when COVID first came out, there were some amazing innovative ideas coming out from all over the place on how we as a race, as a human race, can beat this. You've uh, written a number of uh, academic articles and also nonfiction books. You have a new one that uh, was just published in the last week, I think, uh, Lie Hunter, How to Become a Human Lie Detector in Minutes. What's the purpose of the book? I, I mean, imagine having uh, an insight into into people and their truth telling can only help someone make better choices or who to trust, perhaps. Yeah, definitely. The, I mean, the reason that I, I wrote this book was it's such a minefield of, of information and it's so immense. It's very, very complicated. Um, and I couldn't get my head around it when I wanted to learn more about it. And I thought, well, I'm just like everyone else. I just want to know what are the basics that you need to know to detect lies? So I boiled it all down into this sort of very easy to read book, just the important things that people can read and test. And it can, you learn very quickly about lying, that there are good lies and there are bad lies. 
And the good lies we all tell, people lie very frequently. It's a normal part of society, but it's when the lies are sinister with a, a, a sinister reason or agenda, that's when we really want to know if someone's actually trying to uh, cause us harm. And this book helps identify both. I mean, friendly white lies, we tell every day, how are you going? I'm good. You never answer that with a true question. We get with a true answer to you. Oh, I'm pretty good. But yesterday, you know, you don't want to hear that. We just do it as a social exchange, right? But if someone's selling you a secondhand car and there's a lot of bog underneath that new paint job or or, or some dodgy uh, thing on Facebook, you want to know if they're lying. And, and, and this will give you the skills to do that. All right. I'm definitely getting that book and that, that's definitely not a lie. <laughs> With your um, resume um, and what you've achieved, how did you go from detective superintendent um, and being in the AFP to chief hunter on a Channel 10 series? Uh, that was a very surprise move for me, Aaron, and it's not one I saw coming. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my the the last book I uh, the second last wrote, uh, book I wrote was on the, the tracking down the uh, terrorists in in uh, in Indonesia. And it's being made into a movie. And through that, I had a contact that I'd spoken to. And he said, oh, look, um, our group isn't interested in producing that into a movie. But if we find something interesting, we'll, we'll give you a yell because you have a unique set of skills. And I thought no more of it. And then four years later, I get a phone call out of the blue saying, look, there's this show called Hunted. Would you be interested? And uh, I, of course, went, no, it's television. And I'm, not, I'm a behind-the-camera person. I've hidden my whole life. I don't want to be in front of a camera. But they persisted and they made me do it, and I love it now. It's just the challenge, the frustration. I get so angry sometimes, and I and it's so funny sometimes. It's uh, like having a whole career every day. Oh, awesome! Finally, um, can you tell me the differences between season one and season two of Hunted? You did allude to this at the start of the podcast. I can imagine people um, that have have applied and watched season one and thought. Yep, I'm not going to make that same mistake, and and are more prepared, more ready, more determined. Was season two a, a harder job uh, for the for the for the fugitives, or at the end of the day, like many criminals, are, are the same mistakes uh, made over and over again? I wish they'd make the same mistakes, Aaron. <laughs> It'd make my job a lot easier. Um, I'd say that season two really tested the hunters. Um, they are a highly you know, skilled group of people, every single one of them, and it really uh, brought together our teamwork. The The fugitives were uh, very audacious. Some of them were um, bringing the fight to us, which is something we didn't uh, expect so readily. We had some countermeasures in place for that, and luckily we did. Um, but as you would have seen, you know, uh, on one of the ads, someone tried to hack us, and there were some other fun and games going on. So we weren't uh, weren't the aggressors all the time. All right, an amped up season. I'm I'm so looking forward to this new season. It's an interesting dynamic. Sometimes I'm supporting the fugitives, sometimes the hunters. Um, but best of luck with the new season, uh, David. Thank you for joining me here today at TV Central. Thanks very much, Aaron, and good luck. All right, that was Dr. David Craig, Chief Hunter for the Channel 10 series Hunter that starts uh, Season 2 on Monday the 17th of July, 2023 at 7.30pm, which can also be streamed on 10 Play. David's new book, Lie Detector, How to Become a Lie Detector in Minutes, is now out. That's it for this podcast. For all the latest news, streaming options, ratings, television guides and podcasts, head to tvcentral.com.au. But for now, I'm Aaron Ryan. Thanks to Dr. David Craig. Bye for now. 